When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Cyclone Fanatic Podcast is fueled by Cody Rhodes and recorded in the Wild Rose Casino and Hotel Studio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Title IX Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley, joined by my friend, Elisa Woods. This is episode 101. Hey, Elisa. Hey, and it's all about Dalmatians. I see what you did there. You guys get it? 101 Dalmatians, the Disney movie? It would be funny when you have to explain the joke. <laughs> have you ever seen Cruella with Emma Stone? Oh, yeah. Um, 101 Dalmatians is Arnold's favorite, well, one of his favorite Disney movies. One of his like favorite the, movies of all time. The original the animated old, one? The original, yeah. But I think, it, I'm guessing he and I saw Cruella. But yes, we saw it. Uh, I really like that movie. I just avoided it, for a long, I avoided it for a long time. I was kind of like, I just like the original animated, but this is like a whole new thing yes. about fashion. And I have my seven year old is obsessed with fashion. <laughs> and you're a former fashion designer, Lisa. You would like, yeah, that it's true that you use that term loosely. I did a, a semester, a semester of fashion design. Well, welcome to the 101 Dalmatians episode here on the Title Nine podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. We are fueled by Cody Road and here, thanks to our friends at Wild Rose Casino and Resort, the Title IX podcast specifically is supported by the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State, our longtime sponsor and friends. We haven't done this in a while, Lisa, but give them a hootie hoo. Oh wow! Uh, do I still have it? You still have it. Uh, me 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 me. That's good. That's good warm. <clears throat> Thank you. Hootie hoo! You still got it, girl. Still got it. I still, still got, got it. it. Still got it. Still wake got up, it. sister. I'm awake. <laughs> that delay was epic, right there. No, there was no delay. No, 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 no. We're ready to roll tonight. We're recording Monday night. Elisa said right before we got on, you have a lot more energy than I do. And the truth it's is, true. I don't know if it's true. I just saw your face, Elisa, and I was instantly rejuvenated. You were just energized by me. That's right. That's right. You're just a ball of energy. Typically, yes. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'll tell you, uh, this is honestly what today is. So I have a huge order of 500 macarons <gasps> going out um wednesday morning and they need to be packaged in twos they need to be labeled they pack they're packaged um, they in twos stickered. yeah Ooh. so today i made f- 450 of them i have a question and i folded the boxes and i started i had so the i have to cut like I have to trim the covers for the boxes. So I started trimming those and I printed the labels and everything. So just a little more to do tomorrow. Um, I have so a they're question. Ready. You said you yeah. made 450. Why didn't you just go for the last 50? I just didn't have time. 
Okay, that makes the sense. last the last tray of them because I can do about seventy five at a time, um, and the last tray of them was coming out as the kids were coming home. Ah, so those darn those kids. Yeah, is the I, that's least, fine. Is the least favorite part of that the trimming of the boxes for you? Because you said that and I immediately shivered. That sounds horrible. Um. No, because I can just do that mindlessly. I don't know if there is a least favorite part of it. Hey, that's good. Maybe putting that's the a good label, sign. Maybe putting, yeah, maybe putting the labels on the back. I don't know, because if they're crooked, then they're really hard to rip off and redo. Right. That's a big deal. I don't job. know. Uh, yeah. Lisa is the going to be the fun of my kids' seven, well, eight-year-old <laughs> birthday party. She is She's creating some DIY cookie and cupcake sets for it's them. True. So she's just like... true. A superwoman, basically, is what I'm saying. I do have... I'm making a, a cake for another celebrity. Famously, <gasps> I made a cake for Elton John. Elton John? The I'm, Sir Elton John? Yes, yeah. Um, Sir Elton John. And I'm making one for another celebrity for next week, but I don't think that I can say who it is right now. Can you give us but a genre? Well, wait, wait, I have... Okay, let me ask a couple questions. Yeah. Genre of celebrity, like movies, music... Radio, TV. Can you at least give us that? TV. And would you say, wait, man or woman? Man. Can you say level like A-list, B-list, C-list? Oh, I don't know. I don't. Local I don't or know. national? Um, Or both? National. <gasps> oh, this is fun. When's this Reality. Whatever, oh. whatever tier reality is. Well, I feel like it's that's for its next week. Okay. Yeah, I'm it's so excited week. now. I know. I think it. I think people will think it's cool. Any other? Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Teasers. Clues. Um, that's the word I was looking for. Clues. I don't. I don't have any. I don't know. Okay. It's well, I'll wait. someone with um, 1.6 million followers on Instagram. Oh, this is awesome. Okay. All right. I actually don't know the answer. She hasn't told me anything about this. So. Okay. All right. I will sit patiently and I won't harass you about this. Lisa, okay. Will you, will you tell me after the podcast? Maybe I'll, maybe I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. Well, there's Elisa's baking life. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I do. That's what you do. Um, all right. Should we get into it? Yeah. Okay. Let's, um, it's kind of a weird part of the, the year where we don't have a ton of cyclone related news to talk about, but we're going to lead off with some cyclone related news because the track and field, the outdoor championships concluded last week. You mentioned her already on a past episode of Lisa, but Kaylee Logue, she finished her illustrious career as a cyclone with two additional all American honors. She earned her first career All-American honor in the Outdoor 5K, which you might have actually mentioned that on one of the podcasts we yeah, talked about. Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah. So she's the sixth woman in program history to get that status in the Outdoor 5K, and she also earned her first team All-American honor in the 10K to close out her historic career. She's the third woman in Iowa State history to get first team accolades in both the Outdoor 5K and the Outdoor 10K in the same championship. That's cool. No big deal, guys. That's so cool. I just think sometimes what it would be like to be able to run that fast. Yeah. And yep. I, the answer is I don't know. I, and I will never know. 
Yeah. Um, she wasn't the only one to come home with all America honors. Senior Emily March also earned all America honors for the second time in her career in the discus with honorable mention honors. Um, she was first team discus last year. She became the first all American in Iowa state history in the discus last year. So some very high accolades to close out the outdoor track and field season, um, last week. Or track and field school, do, girl. We always do have we been. know if um, Audi is going to do discus oh, as well. I don't know the answer to that. Audi okay. Crooks. Yeah. Because um, she's I, like a all state discus thrower. That is a probably multi time uh, state champ, I believe. But I don't know. I, I don't know what her stats are. Had not thought about that. But wouldn't that be cool? That would be cool. Audie, if you're listening, she's probably, yeah, I wonder when state track is. It already happened. Oh, is it in the spring? No, it's not. I mean, it's like, Like, it's it's a few, it's a, it was a while ago. Okay. Yeah. I missed it. Yeah. You were probably baking. You were baking. Probably. Uh, The Women's College World Series also concluded last week. Oh, you won again. Their again. third straight women's college world series championship also finished with a record setting 53 game winning streak. It's their fifth title in seven seasons, their sixth title in the past 10 seasons. I hate saying this about OU with respect to anything, but I think they have established a bit of a dynasty. Yeah, it's rough. <sighs> I was really hoping Florida state would just, I didn't think they were going to win. No. I was really hoping they'd just upset them for one game to break yeah. that damn streak. Not yeah. even close. No. Did you, did, I watched the first game. I uh, wasn't able to watch. I just followed the score and then I watched it the next day. And it, it was like two, it was like one team in the, like the A team competing against the rest yeah. of the B teams. That's how good yeah. it is. That's, and that's no like, disrespect to Florida State. OU's just yeah. that good. The second game, I think, was a little bit closer. Um, Florida State had robbed a crazy home run, had a crazy home run robbery that was really cool to see. I mean, even just a couple of those little things made it feel okay. But, yeah, we watched it, and it's just their OU's pitchers are just dominating. They're so good. They have such good movement on the ball oh my they have their change-ups their change-ups like their their high speed pitches are in the 70s and then their change-ups are like in the low 40s can we talk They're about incredible um hold on one second did i just break the podcast can you still hear me <laughs> yeah i can okay, hear you right, can you hear me um yeah it froze can for a you second. hear me <laughs> i Papa, can you hear me <laughs> okay just a little old barbara streisand <laughs> We're probably like the two people listening who know who Barbara Streisand is. We just made ourselves sound so oh, no. old. No, people, I can I can picture the people who are going to come on Twitter and be like, I know who Babs is. Babs? There are people. There are people. My mom is one of them. She's not on Twitter, but she'll be like, I know who Barbara Streisand is. Yes. Thanks to me, you know who Barbara Streisand is. <laughs> I don't know. Thanks to who? Probably my brother. That's fantastic. I don't know. I did not go into this podcast thinking we'd make a Barbara <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, 
Uh, oh, pitches. I thought yes. the way that ESPN, the broadcast this year, did an amazing job of highlighting those pitches and telling yeah. people that was a rise ball, that was a drop ball. And I, yeah. I've, I've watched a lot of uh, college softball on ESPN, and I think they really did. They put an emphasis on explaining what those pitches were this year. And Jessica Mendoza and the booth did a great job. I just thought that was an entirely um, like they upped their game with respect to yeah. the broadcast. Yeah, um, and it's it's always fun for me to talk about the rise ball because so baseball you throw overhand so you don't get the rise ball right, um, but it's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Softball, you throw underhand, but you still get a drop ball. Hmm. It's almost like huh. softball pitchers <laughs> might be more talented. <laughs> no, no, people are just going to come for us, but no, it's, um, just, it's different. That's all it is. It's different. Yeah, yeah. It's a different, and it's, it's always interesting when you watch like the football players try and hit, you know, baseball or even oh baseball Stop. pitchers try and hit softball pitches. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, they'll be like, what was that? It's a rise ball. I was at a alumni event, um, last week and I was talking, there was a Iowa state alum at my table who played, she was a good softball player in high school. And we were talking about how the pitching has changed so much now that the rules are different about how your feet have to be on the mound and where they can be positioned and how, how much of an advantage OU they've like exploited the intricacies of that rule in a good way. Yeah. Like they figured it out. And it's just really cool to get into the nitty gritty of stuff like that with someone who really pays attention to the game. And I was so jacked up after talking to her. It, don't even get me started on the argument about the crow hop. Don't even get me started. And what where, do you because, okay, so people say... Because they still crow hop. You're oh, supposed for to still, sure they still crow hop. To, so you're supposed to still have your foot on the rubber when you let go of the ball, which they don't. Um, but I don't see, other than being a foot closer, I don't see the benefit of that because so much of your drive comes from pushing off from that bottom foot. Right. And I'm sure there's some sort of mechanics because everybody does it, but I just don't get it. Okay. So we were talking about that. And I think technically, like if you, go, this is one of those things where you might technically be in compliance with the rule, but you're against the spirit of the rule. Technically, I don't think they're curl hopping because they have that like little brush of their foot of their tiny little piece of their toe, but it's like, okay, you're curl hopping. Yeah. But, but yeah. however, however they've figured it out, they are, those OU pitchers are just insane. Insane. I've just never, I've never, I haven't seen an ump call a crow hopping in ever. And honestly, I, I was in I middle school. Right. I wasn't super impressed in general with the um, strike zone. Oh, I didn't really, I, was wondering, wondering, okay. I didn't have that reaction. And maybe it was, maybe it was just me. And I mean, I'm also not very impressed by the MLB strike zone and consistencies with MLB as well. So it might just be an umping thing. Um, but did you just, think it was inconsistent? Know, yeah. Okay. I thought it was a little bit inconsistent. Um, and it's tough too, when they have the, the square there, they have the rectangle. It's funny. Cause we were watching and Rosa was like, how do they get that rec, that white <laughs> rectangle there? And I was like, well, that's like, 
post-production like they put it on the That's video. That's not in real life, sweetie. Yeah, she's like, well, isn't it in the way of the oh, person really hitting? Cute. I know. And I was like, it's really oh, no, it's like kind of a sticker that they put on after they take the video. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad. I'm sad softball's over for the season. Needless um, to say, I enjoy watching it. I do too. And I, every time we've, every year we've done this podcast, we've been able to say this, which is makes me so giddy and so happy. You guys, guess what? Viewership was up again. <laughs> Imagine that. So the uh, 2023 NCAA soft women's college world series averaged just under a million viewers through the semifinals. That's up 3% year over year and then game two of the college world series championship series so the finals average 1.9 million viewers with a peak audience of 2.3 million viewers that's up seven percent year over year that's pretty good killing it just killing it and the atmosphere at those games it's just it's, it's cool. insane it's so cool one thing that drives me crazy is them going back to like every every single pitch they cut to somebody who used to play you know what i mean <laughs> and like ah, oh, come yeah. on yeah. like Ooh, there's so much so oh, there's only so many times I can watch like a sad former player but also that's another thing that um I think could be improved with the women's game uh is a pitch clock because there's just oh. so much time in between you know Elisa I actually had a similar thought because yeah. Florida State and this is this is both the pitchers and the batters problem. So Florida State, a couple of their players, they come out of the box, they um, like look up at their bat, they close their eyes, they take a deep breath, they let it out. And I, I thought to myself, this could go much faster. Right. And that's maybe right. the only time in my life when I've thought to myself, softball <laughs> could go faster because yeah. it's such a naturally fast game. Yeah. And I think there's probably a little bit of recency bias because there were like weather delays oh, yeah. and then lightning delays and yep. stuff in the last game. And I was just like, it went on for like four hours. Yeah. It was the longest game ever. Um, and it started late, I think as well. We, it started while I was playing softball and like I got home and they were in... <laughs> I think the second inning and I was Why like, are you How still is this possible? Here? I just played, I just played seven innings. How are right. you still playing? <laughs> but then I read the it. Okay. Yeah. Um, did I you like, see oh, the, okay. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, no, the Florida state catchers makeup. Did you happen to see this? Mm -mm. Okay. You need to go look her up. It's Michaela Edenfield. She's the catcher for Florida state. She does insane. eye makeup for every game. And it is like, I mean, I think actually now like that you say festival that level, yeah, eye makeup and she's a makeup enthusiast. She does different shapes and patterns and themes throughout. And it, oh my gosh, like breathtaking stuff. One of them was um, like cancer ribbons for in, in honor of cancer mm. survivors. Seriously, go look. I don't know now how that she you plays that, I remember. That. I remember seeing her doing interviews, but I did. I just thought. She has eye makeup on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. was just, oh, it's really, <laughs> that it seems cool. normal. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, I'd be like, it'd be 
halfway down my face out of sweat and yeah yeah disgusting but kudos to her because she looked fabulous while she was playing yeah um also another note talking about softball i did um win my co-ed championship last night congratulations thank you did you get a a medal or a trophy we got a t-shirt Okay, that's better than a medal or a trophy. I know. We were supposed to, the last time we won, we got a trophy. This time we were supposed to get a plaque, but we didn't get the plaque, but we did get t shirts, which yeah, I'll tell you. T shirts are better. T-shirts. Right. Because yeah. if you have a trophy, what do you, there's a lot of you. There's at least nine right. of you. What are you going to do with that? Right. It did not get passed around. Like I we imagine said it didn't. It right. No. Well, congratulations. But, I'm proud yeah, of you. Thank you. Thank you. My this Sunday sh- night league. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. Were, was it an intense game? Um, no. Okay. So you're now the OU of your <laughs> yeah, we smacked softball them. league. We, we smacked them. It was a tournament and we were in first place. And so we got a bye and then we played a team and we beat them by a lot. It was a team that we had been down by like 12 to last time we played mm-hmm. them and then came back and ended up winning. Yeah. Um, and so we knew that like, if we could get the bats going, we would we would win and we did jumped on it right away. And then the second game was over in like the second inning. So dang girl, hopefully they don't bump us up to the, to the higher. That's always the risk. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, Unrelated to anything except the dang girl that I just said, I was reading books to Nora at bedtime the other night, we were doing a where's Waldo book. And Hmm. these are my where's Waldo's from childhood. So I know where Waldo is in every single, (laughs) like, it's just muscle memory at this point. Yeah. So she turned the page. I'm like, there, turns the page there, turns the page there. (laughs) And she looked at me and she just goes, dang girl. And I was like, where where did you learn from you? I'm certain she learned it from you. Never said that until you just said said it. Yeah, because she said it to me, and now it's in my head because I'm so like something that you would absolutely say. Where's Waldo? Sorry about it. You're the softball champion. I'm the Where's Waldo champion. It's true. It's true. (laughs) Okay, I have another champion to tell you about. Okay, Rose Zhang. She is a young woman who just uh, rolled into the LPGA, played her first tournament, wins. She's the first LGPA LGPA athlete to win her her debut tournament. But here's the kicker, Lisa. She just happened to win her college championship in golf, like, I don't know, 13 days prior. So in the span of 14 days, she was an NCAA champion and an LGPA champion. I like crazy. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. You've no lived your deal. life. Just retire. You can retire. Just call it good. <laughs> this is your apex mountain. It's not happening. It's again. true. It's true. <sighs> do you hear an echo? Um, I don't hear an echo, but I do oh. hear my son screaming in his room. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. It's a struggle. (laughs) Screaming. We're really good moms. We swear. One of us destroys our child and wears Waldo. The other just lets her child scream. (laughs) They, they both, all of our children have a second parent. I just want to point that out. They all have another parent. You've raised an excellent (laughs) That is in charge of not sending them straight to therapy. 
<laughs> okay, let's take a quick break. Uh, we have some really fun college women's basketball and WNBA news to tell you about after the break. But first, let us tell you about our friend Hope Wood. She is, of course, the creator of a Will in a Day program. If you need your will finished, just check her out at hopewoodjd.com. Get in, get out, get it done quickly, and with a cyclone and a very good human being. Again, that's hopewoodjd.com. Use the code FANATIC for $50 off Hope's Will in a Day program. Okay, Lisa, some will, women's college basketball news. Lay there it on was, me. <laughs> I'm going to lay it on you, whether you like it or not. Um, there was a really cool, well, let me say a really thoughtful discussion on Twitter, which literally never happens. Um, but there, <laughs> this time it actually did. So Diana Taurasi was asked about how broadcasters often make comparisons to NBA players when describing women's college basketball players. And her response was, I'm confused about that. I think we've established a league of ama amazing players, not only in the WNBA, but going way back before that. It's funny. I hear on broadcasts whenever I do watch an WNBA or college game, hey, Caitlin Clark is like Steph Curry. Well, why can't she be like Katie Smith, you know? Angel Reese, boy, she rebounds like Dennis Rodman. Well, why can't she be like Rebecca Brunson? I think it's just a lack of education and research, really. And then there was a neat response in The Athletic by Richard Deitch talking about, you know, whether that's actually a fair criticism and that's something we can work on going forward or whether it's just because, again, like we've talked about a gazillion times on the podcast, that the NBA is, has a richer and longer history than the WNBA. And I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. I've, I've thought about it a lot today, and I honestly think I land somewhere in the middle. Um, I think that there are players who probably can't because the WNBA is a newer league. There's players like Caitlin Clark who maybe don't have a WNBA comparison, who maybe are more comparable to NBA stars. But I think the better practice is probably to pick a WNBA player and an NBA player so that you're getting those people on the outside who maybe don't know the WNBA as well, but you're also doing your due diligence of growing the WNBA by making the comparison within the league. And that's kind of where I landed on it. That's yeah. the problem is that requires some extra work on behalf yeah. of oftentimes male broadcasters, which unfortunately I just don't think is probably going to happen. So I think that one of the things that the NBA does better than the WNBA does better than the MLB does better than not better than the NFL, but I think the NBA and NFL do a really good job of marketing their players and they don't necessarily need to market their league as a whole quite as much. Um, I think that, but I think that one of the things that they have done particularly well, the NBA from the very start is marketing their players. Um, it's different from the NFL as well, because the NFL, their faces are covered by mm -hmm. a helmet, but um, you can see the face of Steph Curry. Sure. You know exactly what he looks like. You wouldn't know him if he walked down the street. I don't think that the WNBA does as well marketing their superstars. Yeah. And I think that's a that, great point, but I don't think that, I don't know. 
part of me thinks like, well, then just put somebody on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I also think like there's so much effort putting put into furthering the sport in general of women's basketball. And that's where like all hands are on deck with that. Um, As and I think the individual you mean. Yeah. yeah. And I think that some of the the superstars as well, like Sue Bird is probably not the more outspoken of her and her partner. You know, you Fair. when you think of the two of them, the the brighter, um, more loud, talkative, um, personable of the two is probably Megan Rapino. I don't think Diana Taurasi is is really that personable and doesn't have that much of a um personality i just kind of not that she doesn't have a personality it's just she doesn't have this like larger than life that personality. marketable personality yes right. that, that a lot of the players have and you think about like dennis rodman like when you talk about personality holy <laughs> crap you know what i mean and or multiple personalities for that yeah, matter <laughs> right right um but i think that also you think about it um and then when somebody comes around who in women's basketball who does have a lot of personality mm -hmm. angel reese yeah um then she gets villainized for it. Yeah. And, you know, I think that in general, women basketball players are expected to be um, marketed as, you know, put your head down and work. Um, be humble. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that I think that more work could be done. I think more work is being done um, to market their players. Um, but I think that it, it can't just be by like grassroots efforts. It has yeah. to be bigger than that. And it has to be purposeful. And it's not just, you know, putting Sabrina Ionescu's picture on the front of a program. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not just expecting these players to go out and get their own um, commercials. It's about being like pointed with your, with your marketing of these players, because that's, what's going to grow the game. I think, I think that it's to the WNBA's benefit to pick out two or three. What did the NBA do with, um, I mean, Anthony Davis, but Zion Williamson, mm -hmm. Williamson, Williamson, can't say that name. Um, they decided they were the next ones. And, yeah. you know, it's like that's they said, OK, everybody, this is what we're going to keep saying. And they're pu pushing Zion so much and they're pushing Anthony Davis so much. And they're not duds. But they're not the next LeBron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not in the next Steph Curry. So it's um it's interesting uh the way that the WNBA I, I just don't want them to cry victim here when no. I think the league could be doing a better job of marketing. I, yeah, you're right. I think it's and unfortunately this is just the reality of women's sports. It's like a multifaceted effort. So yes, yeah. I, I hadn't thought about it that way, Lisa. You're totally right. The WNBA. But I also, 
we're saying women's sports, but I also want to say, like, if Mike Trout walked past you, oh God, I think on about the street, this a lot. would you know? Would you no. know who he was? Right. Many right. people would not. That's a you huge know? MLB issue. Yes. And I think like Shohei Otani, they've done a better job with yeah. Shohei yeah. of you know putting him everywhere, but not right. just them. The difference like, though here is they have like the difference here is that's a men's league so they can compare to male players. So who is, you know, Mike Trout is comparable to what former male baseball player here. It's a, we have this catalog now of superstars in the WNBA to compare to, and we're not doing it. And I, it's, Mm -hmm. it's not that easy. I appreciate that. I just thought it was a cool distinction that I admittedly have been guilty of before. Um, and I'm going to be more mindful now to say, to try to find someone that, oh, she's the next female basketball player or her yeah. game is comparable to this female player. And then maybe also male player. Like, I don't, I yeah. think we need to, we, as in me and you need to be more mindful of that, but also it would be really helpful if, if the, our male counterpart counterparts started doing that as well. But again, that yeah. requires some education and effort. So who knows, but it, yeah. you're right. The WNBA also could do a better job of showcasing that catalog of players too. I do also want to point out that it's, it's possible that at this point, the college game is getting close to leapfrogging I many totally of the players who are in the WNBA, especially yeah. a lot of the older players. Like the yeah. game is just evolving so rapidly I that totally agree, it's possible that, you know, maybe they're better than the best shooter better um, in the WNBA, more watchable, more accessible in a lot of ways. It's yep. interesting. It's really yeah. interesting. I mean, and if you think about like Katie Ledecky, y- you wouldn't say, oh, Katie Ledecky is the next insert women's swimmer because she's better than any of the other women's yeah. swimmers that there yeah. ever have been. Like she's the next Michael, Michael Phelps. Right. You know what I mean? There's no one else you can compare her to. Yep. Um, and I, th- I mean, to your I point, know, that's my thought. The so both Rebecca Lobo had a quote in the article from the Athletic Elisa that basically said what you said, like there are just some players in college right now who are not comparable to any professional women's player. They are their own. And so to your point, that's not always possible. It's just an interesting discussion. And I like discussions like this because it forces us all to pause and think about like, okay, could, could we be doing better about the way we phrase certain things. Yes. But also sometimes that's just the way it is. Right. And I think about too, like in the WNBA, a lot of the players are just incredibly well-rounded as well. Um, Whereas like, if you think about James Harden, like elite scorer, not great on defense, not known for his defense. You know what I mean? Like if we're talking about like Anthony Davis, incredibly good on defense, streaky on offense you know what i mean it's like hmm. obviously steph curry is known for his shooting he's not known for other things right there just aren't a lot of WNBA players who are known for one exclusive thing yep being elite at one exclusive thing yeah the league's too small it just can't yeah you have to be good at everything to succeed yeah 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 right um another quick 
discussion about college women's basketball. Iowa has announced that they will be playing Virginia Tech, so in the non-con. So it's two Final Four teams from last year facing off. Uh, they face off November 9th in North Carolina. So it's a, it's a uh, neutral site game. And I saw a lot of people saying, well, why didn't Iowa schedule LSU? They can schedule mm. Tech." And I just immediately was like, why would they do that? And yeah. the answer is, well, because it would create a lot of eyeballs. It would be a very high buzz, highly anticipated game. But my question is, would we ever expect two top 10 teams in in men's college basketball to cannibalize themselves just for right. the sake of our entertainment? Right. It would be awesome. I would tune in and I would be like, hell yeah, here we go. Let's do this. But yeah. I just think being critical of Iowa or LSU for not wanting to play each other in the non-con is a little ridiculous. Yeah, and the the storylines between Iowa and LSU got pretty nasty, you know. And I think whether we like it or not, Kim Mulkey is smart enough to know that they're going to be fine without playing Iowa. Iowa yeah. understands that they're going to be fine without playing LSU. And frankly, the storyline at this point is probably a distraction in the non-con. And they're and I was I was good with this Vatek game. I just think yeah. I I was frustrated by some of the discourse about it. I get it. I want to watch it too, but it it just, I, I would know. say, give it a couple years, give it a couple years to let the rivalry build yeah. um, within the NCAA tournament. Um, let it become uh, Ohio state, Michigan, like let it become that. Um, but right now it's just kind of like how Iowa doesn't want to play Ohio state or Michigan. They're in the they're in the Big Ten G League. That's what I they call the Big Ten. I don't think that that's why Ohio Iowa State. doesn't want to play LSU. No, I think um, basketball. No, I think uh, Iowa football is in Big Ten G League because they don't have to play Ohio State or Michigan ever. You just totally pivoted on me, and and yeah, I have. To- <laughs> I know. I know. You just had to get your Iowa dig in there. You just have to get my little zinger in there. One time a a yellow Mustang with Iowa plays tried to run me over. And, that's, and that was it. That's, <laughs> that's why. Your inner child up. is just really yeah. pissed off. I had, pl- I had plenty of time to cross the street in an area where I was totally allowed to cross the street and they sped up. I'm not going to disagree with you on football. I just think, <laughs> I just think like holding women's basketball to yes. like this weird, well, the, you know, this weird, like they are here for our entertainment type of right. attitude is not fair. That's all. And I of think course they are. like, of course right. they are, but like, come on. Like, hold, I think if they played standard, if they played in the tournament, like four out of the next five years, then yeah, I think it'd be cool to get them in a non-con. I think it would make more sense. Um, right now it's but, just this like weird narrative that I'm guessing both teams are over and the media just yeah. keeps, like wants to hate on. Yeah. So Angel say Reed. like the next, say the next like three years, they meet each other in the, um, in the NCAA tournament and it's like, it's two and two. The rubber um, match, baby. Yeah. And then the next year after that, they don't end up meeting each other. Then I would say the year after that, schedule why don't you guys, it. yeah, why don't you schedule it? Yeah. Because we missed or, it from last year. 
Yeah, or if they, similar to that, they just like keep barely missing each other in the tournament and mm. but we like before caitlin goes before you know before that fire goes out anyways yeah I just, that kind of pissed me off um yeah yeah so we talked we you mentioned this alisa you didn't even know i was going to talk about this but um pivoting mm. from college women's basketball to the wnba so you mentioned sue bird and megan rapino so yeah. they actually had a an amazing public date night uh, because Sue Bird's jersey was retired uh, over that. the weekend. She was in, Sue Bird was in this like beautiful, effing beautiful lime green suit with her dark curly <laughs> hair. And I was like, man, that is just your color. Um, it was a th- three hour ceremony, but her fiance, Megan Rapino, co hosted with the rapper Macklemore. Can you imagine being in the crowd for that? You've got Megan Rapino and Macklemore honoring Sue Bird in a three-hour ceremony. Uh, but her number was officially retired over the weekend. Four WNBA championships, five Olympic gold medals, 13 all-star appearances. One of the greatest. What's up? Why are you holding your would you say? It, would you say that her suit was chartreuse? Chartreuse. Yes. I just had to look it up, and it's a very I would say like, that. bright. You can't I, yeah. see that. No, I can't see that. I would absolutely agree it's chartreuse. Yeah, I can see that. Yes. You yeah. want to know how I know the color chartreuse? How do you know? My kids have a color book, and <laughs> it, I learned the color chartreuse in that book. I didn't know it before. I that. remember. I cerulean. I remember when I was a little kid, and I was in maybe kindergarten, um, but I had a pack of crayons. And just like one Monday I came in and my pack of crayons had all these new colors like fuchsia. <gasps> the exact That's the only one I can color? remember. Yeah. They like had added a bunch of colors, but I don't know. I, I do not for the life of me understand how my box of colors just all of a sudden had all of those colors in it. Is it possible that it was no longer your box of crayons and like it got flip flopped? Yeah, it could. It could have been a number <laughs> of things. Maybe, maybe Crayola donated it to my school or something, and they Wait, replaced all of the. You color, said fuchsia was chartreuse boxes. in there. I'm. I don't know. Oh. I don't think chartreuse was, but I okay. maybe forest green. Okay, was one of those colors. I but. thought you were gonna say you learned chartreuse in kindergarten, and meanwhile, I was 34 years old when I learned it. <laughs> no, yes, I, I don't know how say, I know it. I would say Sue's uh, amazing suit was chartreuse. I love it. I do have some WNBA uh, fodder may. for you as well. Uh, Bridget Carlson. Bridget, I almost called her Bridget Carlson. Um, her sister. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, that's not how it works. So. You're right. It's not. Bridget Carlton had a pretty good game this last oh, yesterday. Was the 11th? Yeah, it was Sunday. That was last night. Yeah. Yeah. As we're recording, it was last night. But she played 17 minutes, which is the most that she's played. And she had nine points and two rebounds. So that's the most that she's had this season is three points played around like somewhere between six and 13 minutes typically. Uh, But you're burying the lead. They won. No, they, well, yes, they did. I'm sorry. You're right. They did. But the lead is that her three pointer was essentially the game winning three pointer. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yes. So she, I think she was three for five from three and she had the, um, actually I think, well, I'm just the dagger, the dagger. Yeah. Yeah, They went up three. Yeah. And it was this beautiful, like just, she was wide open, splashes it and she smiles as she runs down. I just freaking love that woman's smile. Every every time I see her smile, I'm like, Oh my gosh. She's she is one of those players that I'm going to compare to a, a NBA player. Here. <laughs> uh, like George Niang. I just know like, that's give fair. Him, but yeah. in, in the way that like, just give him more time and he'll show you how good he is. I think, I don't know. I don't know. And Ashley Jones on, might be like that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Time, I mean, time will tell. But with George and Brittany too, they're like these incredibly likable cyclones on top of their skills. Yes. So it's just, oh, oh, it's the best. How's Ashley um, doing? Have you looked her up recently? Yeah, she's been pretty quiet. Um, however, she uh, she sometimes appears on the Dallas Wings social media feed. And every time I'm like, oh my God, I know her. <laughs> um, recently, they posted a picture of her in like white jeans. Yes. Uh, and she, I was like. Um, I'm sorry. Where did this swagger come okay, from? I she went from like our sweet Iowa girl who's just like this innocent looking to this like badass yeah. WNBA player who's like yeah. showing her tone midriff and like right. six sneakers. My God, I was like, about time, girl. About it's about <sighs> D about time. Um, it's the, sorry, it's the NHL finals right now between the Boston Bruins, uh, and the Las Vegas golden Knights. Hold on. There's a reason I'm talking about this. It has nothing to do with the NHL. So there's this older white man who covers Oregon state athletics for the Oregonian. And he tweeted last week when the, uh, golden Knights went up two to zero, he said, what's a professional sports championship parade look like in Vegas. I think we're about to find out. Asia Wilson was like, buddy. No, right. No, oh, sweetheart, sweet where have you man. been? So she retweeted a photo of herself in the championship parade for the Aces, and it said, "It's lit AF." So either reword this tweet, Nick, or delete this tweet, Nick. <laughs> and he hasn't deleted it. Bless him. He dug his heels in. <sighs> of course, his name is Nick. <laughs> what do you have against nick i just it's just like this older white man name but it doesn't i don't think it is an older white maybe okay. nicholas nicholas the nicholas i can think of are my age so maybe you're i'm right. an no, old you're white right. you're person right. you're right i just i'm being snarky um <laughs> Brittany griner the this Knicks is a- are gonna come after us <laughs> i'm sorry nicks that was not nice of me nicks i didn't mean the that world that I, was Steph. That was Alisa me. loves you. I'm sorry. I was being snarky and angry. It was not your fault. I know that 99.9% of Nick's did not tweet that tweet. It was only a singular Nick who did. I'm sorry. I feel like your math may be a little bit off, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought Asia Wilson's response was so No, good. I loved I yeah. saw that too. It was yeah. so good. Um, this is a less entertaining story. So Brittany Griner and the Phoenix Mercury were confronted by a right-wing YouTube personality in the Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport on Saturday. And this guy... This right winger posts a clip, a short clip of him yelling at Brittany as she walks through the airport. And he basically teased a longer version of the video that he was planning to planning to release um, yesterday. And I saw lots of female sports media people like Holly Rowe, our friend, friend of the pod, Holly Rowe, mm-hmm. um, asking, you know, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, to ban him from monetizing the longer version of the video. 
um, because it's a way to monetize him harassing Brittany Griner. Right. I feel like that could be used in court. (laughs) Is that not? I mean, yeah. is that it's like it's like publicly yelling at people. I mean, it just get the GTFO with the like free speech thing because yes, you do have the freedom of speech, but there's also consequences for your speech. Exactly, Let's and you just don't get have that freedom out of, of way. speech in like a private airport. Like, no. shut up! You don't have you freedom don't have- of speech to like berate and belittle other people. That's no. just gross. It's gross, and this, you look like an up- idiot if you do that. Yeah, and a bad human on top of it. Yeah. Um, it brings up an interesting point because, you know, you've got these WNBA stars walking through an airport, just like your average Joe. And we've been talking about this for years on the podcast. Why don't these women have charter flights at this point? Yeah. Um, well, and they well, said that she was supposed to have all charter flights, but that was a lie. Yeah. Yes. Survey says that was lie. a lie. So, Kelsey Trainer. I think I mixed up two things. <laughs> <laughs> two game shows yeah <laughs> um kelsey trainer who's the founder of invest in women she's um if you're interested in the in, you know the continuing growth and opportunity in women's sports she's a great follow on twitter but mm-hmm. she says i really need the wnba to expand asap if the expansion fees are enormous like they're asking for then expand get the capital use some of it for charter flights instead we're over here having bg fly commercial expand keep growing economically and i just like yeah, yeah exactly i don't know how to say it better than that just do it yeah it's just really yep. unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Pivoting back to speaking of investing in women, <laughs> according to the gist, uh, the Chicago sky revealed over the weekend that it sold 10% of the franchise to eight investors pocketing 8.5 million in the process, which means it's an $85 million valuation for the sky, making it the second most valuable team in the WNBA just after this Seattle storm who are valued at 151 million. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, Tom Brady just bought into oh, yeah. the Las Vegas team, um, but at a far smaller amount. And and um, that, uh, what am I trying to say? <laughs> they've they've through that. Well, Lisa, I don't know. <laughs> they did not reevaluate the value of the aces. Oh. So the value of the aces right now is still relatively like low because people are like, well, what about the aces? It's potentially they're still yeah, relatively disproportionately low, yeah. low. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Did you have another evaluation you were going to tell me? Um, well, I was just going to tell you uh, that the New York Liberty signed a partnership deal with Shady okay. Grove Fertility, also from the gist. Love the gist. Uh, they're the latest women's sports team to help amplify fertility information and resources. And hey, it just made cool. me think about what do you hear when you're listening to KXNO? over and over and over again selling testosterone selling you get penis three, pills selling three things sports gambling testosterone yep. and yep. you get your things snipped <laughs> okay well What's i was thinking like when you have, me? Well, no um that's what it's called what right called. yeah but that's not oh. what i'm talking about oh, okay if you have trouble in the bedroom, what oh. is that blue, the blue pill? Viagra? But it's a, yeah, but they, they're trying to sell you like a, a knockoff Viagra. <laughs> yeah. The off brand, the generic 
I, honestly, I think it is generic. And no, don't I'm worry. Sure Listen, don't I'm not... worry. You can. <laughs> just, you can just I... fill out a bunch of stuff online, and you don't actually have to talk to anybody. Um, I'm not making fun of people who need that. I'm making fun of the 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 commercials. Target. Well, the target yes. of the audience there. Yes, yes. right. Yes, right. and it's just it, it slaps you in the face. It's a lot. Um, and then we're, we're still, we're still out here. Okay. Steph. Okay. Are you 13? I'm done now. I'm done. I'm 35. I'm good. Ah, Steph, Steph, Steph. What am I going to do with you? Anyway, they partnered with this fertility company. We could be friends forever. Um, yeah. So they partners with a, I just thought that that was cool that they're partnering with a, a fertility company because a lot of, and I'm just comparing it to like kicks and all who they're, it's a sports channel. People are, are watching sports. People are listening to them talk about sports, but it's like, here's another sports team that's saying, Hey, women watch sports and it's valuable for us to market to women here. Um, and I, I know that the WNBA's viewership um, demographic is more women than probably mm-hmm. KXNO's listenership, but I still think that it's interesting. It's it's I think there's something there. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I I know women listen to KXNO. Yeah, I know this. And yeah, you're right. You're right. Just uh, <laughs> I'm gonna put the dot 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 right there. <laughs> I remember I was I was like bringing one of my old coworkers uh, to lunch with me and he got in my car and he's like, do you just listen to this all the time? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. He was like, you have it on in your office. office. You yeah. have it on in your car. Do you listen to it at home? And I was like, only sometimes, but it's on always, but only sometimes, <laughs> only sometimes. Yeah. It's interesting. <laughs> it's almost like there's this forgotten demographic out there. I know. It's what I like. That's what I like to listen to. Um, so some sports data from Teamwork Online, as we this is a perfect segue, shows that the WNBA and National Women's Soccer League are outperforming all major U.S. Prof- men's professional sports leagues when it comes to growth in average fan attendance per game. So every single game per game, the WNBA and National Women's Soccer League are growing in attendance numbers okay and we're going to compare it to i'm going to compare it to every league all right for comparison the mlb is growing at a rapid rate per game of 0.1 percent okay (laughs) rough the nfl three percent mls four percent nba six percent nhl eight percent National mm-hmm. Women's Soccer League, twenty-two percent. Whoa! WNBA, thirty percent. Whoa! So people are watching. More people yeah. are watching, and we're continuing to get closer and closer every day to leveling those playing fields. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> and well, one more well, investing well. in women piece I have for you. More than 1 million tickets have been sold for the Women's World Cup next month, which is being hosted in Australia and New Zealand, which means the 2023 World Cup is on track to be the most attendant standalone standalone women's sporting event in history. Mm. Invest in women. Invest in women. 
You can't see me, I but will I'm doing say, a pump fake. I'm doing a pump fake, Elisa. Um, <laughs> Invest in women. Oh, my God. I spilled my water that's bottle. That's a fist pump. That's not a pump fake. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. It's late. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> did you not pump. watch? Did you not watch? Every Jersey Shore episode ever made. I've never watched a single because second of, here. of Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> two thoughts, one of which I can't remember, and I'm hoping that I remember <laughs> it as I tell you this one. Um, oh, I did. I just remembered it. So Teamwork Online, when you said that, I was like, huh? Because Teamwork Online is where most sports um professionals would go to apply for jobs like that's where a lot of the sports teams and leagues post their jobs yeah um is on teamwork online so when you said that i was like what else are they doing uh but the other thing is i'm gonna guess that the mls is probably going to have a bit oh my gosh I didn't even think about that. But you're right. <laughs> so they may leapfrog all women's teams and have like a 300% increase in viewership this year. If you um, didn't know, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut no, you off. If you didn't know, we're, uh, the MLS is getting a, a rather large star. I'll just leave it there. Uh, also, you should check their social media because their following has multiplied, like, has <laughs> yeah, increased yeah. like 300% in 24 yes. hours. Just insane I numbers. Saw that. It's incredible. Can you imagine being that popular? And they're not that good. No. <laughs> I mean, they're about to maybe be good, but. And he said yeah. that he, which is wild because he said he's coming here to get away from the public eye. Well, but I here, don't think that's going to work. But here's Lionel. the thing is that so when he when they lose a game, he just gets harassed on the streets. I think if he oh. comes here, there will probably be at least a little bit more like, you we're know, just that's not as point. obsessed with soccer as they as much as we would like to think that we're soccer obsessed and we're all very excited about this and everything, which we are excited about it. But like. I don't it's think he's going not to be harassed on the street. No, he like can't leave his house if they lose. That would be hard. Yeah, yeah. With the wait, what's the with the riches comes spoils? Is that how it goes? <laughs> yeah, probably. That sounds <laughs> sounds about right. I don't know anything about the riches, so <laughs> that's all I got for you, Elisa. I love it. Did I have anything else to say? I don't know. There's probably some things. You could uh, cool. sing some bad for us. Um, oh, speaking of 101, I came, I went to the girls and said, Hey, I'm going to go down and record the podcast. And Nora's like, It's episode 101. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, it's not the same. Oh, you know what? I almost broke out into Bette Medler instead. Oh, <laughs> I love Bette Medler too. That been, oh, me too. That would have been embarrassing the rose oh, oh my gosh we sang the rose in like middle school concert and i so badly wanted to sing a solo um but i didn't try out why i don't know because that was a very odd remember when we had when we had billy finley on and i asked him if i was cool in high school and he was like yeah and i was like you're a liar you're a filthy liar i was n- not cool okay all right that's fine but at least did you think singing a solo in the rose in middle school like did you think that (laughs) 
I don't think yes. I don't think that makes I think it cool. That a cool person would have done that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I so I am saying this from the perspective of someone who's a huge nerd. Like, <laughs> like that was I was that person. I was not a nerd because I wasn't smart enough to be a nerd. I was just kind of a loser. <laughs> you still are, sister. You still are. Amen. You really Amen. grown. <laughs> hey, you can't win if you don't lose. Am I right? I don't think that's how it goes. Am I right? The first loser is the second winner. Anyway, I think we're done here. <laughs> All right. That was a fun one. Love you. Go sign it. Love Go you. Stay. Bye. Bye.